Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Let's Save Thousands. I'm Dr. Ed Kalenka, and I'm here with... Bev Kalenka. Good morning, everybody. It's a lovely Saturday morning, and we're super excited to have everybody join us today at Let's Save Thousands. This is our our first, first show of 2022. Woohoo! And we are stoked to bring you some valuable information. Absolutely. And the purpose of our show, again, is to educate, entertain, and to empower to help you save them Benjamins. Right on. So, Bev, what's been happening in the world since we've been on last? Well, you know, Ed, COVID's still around. Um, I, you know, I know everybody's kind of a little bit more relaxed and this is not a political statement at all, but everybody's a little bit more relaxed with their mask wearing and rituals that we had to deal with for the past two years, but it, it's still there. It's certainly still, it's still here in New Jersey. And we have just passed the somber milestone of 1 million deaths in the United States. And our hearts go out to all of those who have lost loved ones. The next thing is we've got... Ukraine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this has had a tremendous impact uh, affecting tens of millions globally. And it's uh, affecting everyone. It's affecting our supply chain. And the supply chain has had impacts on... The lag in new construction. If you... If you're not able to, and, and we even see this just kind of doing some some home renovations, if you're not able to get the supplies, you can't finish the project. And with new construction, you know, it's been on a five-year all-time low, and this has made it even more difficult. Well, what's interesting is that there are certain protocols that need to be followed in order to get certificates of occupancy. Simple things like making sure you have a dishwasher, making sure you have appliances. And developers are finding it very difficult to get those items today. I mean, some of the stuff comes from from overseas, from China, and there's such a lag. They can't, even the smallest little electronic module or something like that has delayed developers with uh, luxury apartment complexes. We're seeing that or new construction. So it's, it's really had an impact. And what does that tend to do if there's a lag in new construction? Well, it increases uh, the desirability of pre-existing homes, but adds to the... Limited inventory out there. Right. And as we have an increased buyer pool, that forces prices up. Right. So what's taken place is you've got a lot of boomers that there's typically a transition, right, where they would put their homes up for sale, they're ready for retirement, and they're ready to go. Uh, unfortunately, two things. One, there's no place for them to go. I, you know, for those that are looking to retire maybe out of state, down south or out west, there's limited new construction because there's such a lack, right? And the second is, you know, a lot of people started getting used to working from home and they're thinking, well, you know, what the heck? I can stay here. Why move? And we've so, seen that tele telework has impacted uh, and expanded geographic areas where people wouldn't necessarily think of moving to, but since now they can work from home, um, they can live down the shore, they can live by the lake, they can live in the country mm -hmm. and still communicate with their, their office and uh, make a wonderful wage. So you have that lack of inventory, which drives the, you know, it's Economics 101, it drives the price, the resale price up higher. Um, 
there's limited inventory, so people are feed, in a feeding frenzy to try and put offers in. But here's where it's starting to pivot in the past. I think we've, you know, we're starting to notice. In the past couple of months, we've seen a major shift. Well, certainly in the past, I want to say past month or so, it's really started to, you don't see the multiple offers as much. We've actually had two properties that we've represented clients and it wasn't full price. The seller did not get full price. So you're starting to see a little bit of that pivot with um, due to the interest rates, right? Right. And the interest rates have risen 2% quickly. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, this is the- Two points. Yeah. You know, it's the quickest raise we've seen in, in about 40 years. Although interest rates at 5.5% are still great rates. Right. However, millennials, this is the highest they've ever seen it. Right. right. You right. know, we want to go back in history and say, well, you know, in 1982, you know, interest rates are about 17%. Well, I, the 30-year, over the past, what, 30-year average, what was it, 8% the, the interest rates have been for mortgages? Right. The average has been about 8%. Yeah. So I, I think it's, for people like us, we look at this and say, well, you know, it's not that bad. But like you said- Oh, well, if you remember back in the day, <laughs> you know, however, today's millennials have never seen it higher. Yeah. You know, that that hike of 2%, 2% has been an equivalent of 20% increase in the cost of your principal and interest if you're taking a mortgage. Yeah. That is- a huge jump. The other unintended consequence of all of this is we've seen a similar jump in rentals. Oh my gosh, and, crazy! Yeah. And it's so. So the question is, okay, we're getting a, a market that is getting expensive, and now we've got a a Fed that's trying to put the brake inflation. Mm-hmm. You know, although they can't control the cost of gas or or or, or oil. Uh, right now, in trying to raise those rates, it's going to increase people's uh, cost of borrowing on their credit cards, on their auto loans. So these things also have a greater impact in affordability for people buying a home. Which, Ed, brings us to the topic of the day, right? What is our topic of the day? <laughs> it's interest rates and how that impacts buyers and sellers today. I mean, that's really what we're going to drill down into for our audience. What do you think? Perfect. Hey, Ed, let's share with our audience our new sponsor. Um, take a couple minutes to introduce him. I'm excited to have Matt on board with us. That's Matt Zieger of Cardinal Financial. Matt is a hardworking, industrious, young professional in the mortgage industry. He is with Cardinal Financial Company, a limited partnership located at 11 Main Street in Sparta. He's also licensed in all 50 states. And he's become a new sponsor of our show. Super excited to have him. Matt, with that, tell us a little bit about yourself. I've been a branch manager for a little over six years. I've been in the mortgage business for seven years. I got started in northern New Jersey, and now we've expanded to all 50 states. We have a complete lineup of loan products, such as primary residence, investments, second vacation homes, investor loans, fix and flip loans, stated income, commercial lending. We pretty much do it all at this point in all 50 states. It's a very competitive world out there with buyers trying to secure a home. So when they're putting in the offer, we've got the pre-approval, we've got the pre-qualification, right? That always is attached to the offer when we're submitting it to the seller agent. So 
what's the difference? I mean, what what is one more beneficial than the other? Matt, can you expand on that a little bit for us? There's a huge difference between getting pre-qualified and pre-approved. That's a great question. And the difference is a pre-qual letter doesn't stand out as much as a pre-approval. A pre-approval is a deeper dive into the borrower's financials, such as receiving their documents, reviewing their documents, pulling credit, verifying everything prior to the buyer going under contract on a listing. Let's delve into this a little further. What impact, if any, has the rise in interest rates had on buyers' behavior? Matt, what's your opinion on this? The rise in interest rates have certainly impacted buyers' behavior. We see it a lot with more conservative uh, buyers. They're um, drawing back what they want to qualify for as payments go up. But there's still a lack of inventory and more of the aggressive buyers. They haven't really changed their behavior very much. So I think what we're seeing is a mix of both. So Ed, this segment is all about interest rates and how that impacts buyers and sellers, right? I mean, that is the, it's the, it's the theme of, of this show. It's foremost on everybody's mind today. It, it is. So Ed, we have some major concerns, right? We have a war going on. We have COVID still very much a part of everybody's lives. We've got inflation, which is impacting everyone. Um, and we have interest rates. I mean, interest rates are playing such a major role in buyers and sellers today. Matt, you've got your finger on the pulse of what's happening in the market. How has the rise in interest rates affected buyers' buying power? Due to the rising interest rate environment, we've seen buyers' buying power decrease by 20 to 30 percent due to the increase in mortgage rates. You know, I love this mortgage stuff. It's it's really interesting. Um, Ed? It's, it's essential to know if you're looking to save money in today's buying and or selling a, a property. Mm-hmm. You know, buying is because you need to understand that if you do not navigate this properly with a proper advisor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this can cost you thousands of dollars in yep. the long run. Indeed. Uh, on the other flip side, if the seller isn't aware of what they're being presented with, it could cost them mm-hmm. thousands of dollars. You know, and so with that, it's really important to get an understanding of the distinction between what a pre-qualification is and what a pre-approval is. So it's important to note, has that pre-approval come with a lock-in? Mm-hmm. And so it's in order to understand this better, Matt, can you tell us? what it is to lock in a mortgage rate. Locking in a mortgage rate is simply locking the mortgage rate and the market at that specific day. So if rates go up and down, let's say three times a day, I'm just giving a complete uh, example. You can lock in the rate during a business hour, usually from nine to five, Monday through Friday, and you lock in that rate so it doesn't affect your payment any further than what the rate is currently. Most lenders offer a float down policy, so in the instance where rates are going down, you could float your rate down, but the whole point of locking a rate is to protect yourself from any future rate increases. Hey Matt, that's pretty interesting. My next question would be, how does a buyer protect themselves from, from rate hikes? And can they lock in for extended periods of time? 
I absolutely think that buyers should lock in their rates and for as long as humanly possible. Usually a 30-day to 90-day lock is the most common. However, many mortgage companies now are offering longer interest rate locks, such as six months to a year. Those obviously are a little more costly than a shorter term lock, but it could, it could pay off in the long run. We, uh, we lock our rates um, before buyers find a house. We're one of the few lenders that actually do that. We lock in a rate for four months so they can shop confidently and know that their interest rate is locked. What makes Cardinal Financial so special is we are a direct lender and a servicer, so we focus on lending our own money and our own guidelines. Also, we have a proprietary software system. It's called Octane. Our software system focuses on transparency, speed, and communication. So we have the ability to turn like a speedboat instead of a cruise liner. Quick, efficient, and transparent. For sellers that are still interested in, in putting their homes on the market and getting ready to sell, I mean, the increase in equity over the past two and a half years has been substantial. I mean, your, your return on your investment is, is definitely there. And for buyers that are ready to buy, you know, interest rates are what they are, right? And I don't see prices of homes coming down soon, given the increased cost of materials and labor. True, true. Transportation costs with the rise in fuel. True, true. Matt, thank you for joining us today. Folks, stick with us because at the end of the show, Matt is going to be sharing with us a special offer that will help you save thousands. Hey, Ed, did you know that the average 30-year fixed mortgage rate of 5.5% is still well below the historical average of nearly 8%? Oh, that's amazing. It is. It is. So if you're deciding whether to buy now or wait, this is an important context to have because today's mortgage rate still gives you a window of opportunity to lock in at a rate that's comparatively lower than a decade past. Well, also, if we look at what's just happened in the past couple of months, those people that hesitated several months ago are now paying, you know, 2% more. Mm-hmm. So at 5.5% with the national average, historic average, about 8%, we still may expect increases up to 2%. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's going to have a, another major negative impact on people's buying power. Right. The buyers who are springing into action now are also, also motivated to make their move because they know interest rates have risen steadily this year and they're eager to get ahead of the next possible increase. So today, buyers are reacting in one of two ways, right? They're either making the decision to buy now before rates climb higher or they're waiting it out in hopes of that rates will fall. So you're either ready, willing, and able to financially buy and get off the fence, or you're going to sit back and anticipate, hopefully, that rates are going to get lower. Like this is a fight or flight syndrome, effectively. Yeah, kind of. So, Ed, at the end of the day, there's no perfect advice on when to buy a home. What you should do depends on what your goals are, your finances are, and your personal situation. Ed, we've had a lot of conversation about interest rates and how it's impacting buyers and buyer behavior. Let's touch on how it's impacting sellers. What are your thoughts? Well, the impact on sellers starts with buyer confidence, buyer qualifications, Mm -hmm. meaning that every time there's a tick up in the interest rates, buying power is impacted. That means fewer and fewer people can effectively purchase the property that listings, you know, put on people put on sale. Right. And and just to jump in, Matt referenced um, 
20 to 30 percent of their buying power is is now impacted due to the increase in interest rates. So, right, which is huge. You know, when we look at this from a historical perspective, saying, "Oh, well, we remember interest rates when it was 14, 16, 18." We mentioned eight percent average. That means diddly to millennials who are facing the highest interest rates in their lives. And it's had a tremendous impact on their purchasing power. We've had a number of clients who have said, you know what, let's put the brakes on selling a property because uh, people who are looking to move up or scale down, it's impacted their purchasing power. Mm. You know, unless you're buying for cash where interest rates really don't matter to you, Mm -hmm. um, these rates are going to have an impact. And as far as sellers, they need to recognize they, they need to keep their finger on the pulse looking at what's happening because the offer that you accept today with the pre-qualification or pre-approval, unless it has a specific lock-in rate that brings you beyond the proposed closing date, mm-hmm. there's a possible calamity waiting ahead. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and we've, we've, we've seen this happen in the past two months where people have ended up in a chain of events where sales were subject to other properties being sold, uh, that there happened to be a little hiccup, and then their commitment dates have expired. Their lock-in dates expire. Their lock-in dates expire. Now, all of a sudden, they're scrambling to come up with thousands of dollars to extend their lock-in rates. Mm -hmm. So what's happening is real. So, Ed, what advice would you give sellers that are thinking of putting their homes on the market? Well, we'll relate to Stephen Covey and start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. That means uh, get pre-approved for your mortgage or understand your buying power once you sell. And then once you do have your house on the market, market it competitively Mm -hmm. so that you're going to invite a number of buyers to your home. Mm -hmm. Don't think you're going to stretch beyond Mm -hmm. uh, what's happening today because Right now, we are seeing a little simmering of the market. In other words, we're not getting as many multiple, multiple offers, offers yeah. on, okay. on homes. And we've seen a few starting to sell below the asking mm-hmm. price. Mm-hmm. You know, so be mindful of that. Bev, let's give our audience a taste of some of the episodes that will be forthcoming. Let's do that, Ed. First one that comes to mind would be buying and selling an older home. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. So there's so much that gets packed into that process. First thing I think about is compliance. You've well, got... What do we mean when we talk about compliance? Well, you've got lead-based paint today. I mean, when you're selling an older home, anything from 1978 and older requires a lead-based paint disclosure by law. So it's always a good idea to make sure that you have lead-based paint disclosure and make sure that you don't have any lead-based paint. The other would be mold. If you have mold, you should treat it. Make sure that you have a receipt for it, a warranty, and make sure it gets disclosed. Filing an OPRA, which is an Open Public's Record Act, and what you do is you actually can go online to the municipality and file it, or like when we list property, what we'll do is we will file the OPRA so that we can see if there's any open permits. You know, you could have owned the house for the past 15 years, but the previous owner could have taken permits out. 
and they could still be open. And that's happened before. Oh, yeah. Well, it happens more often than not. So those are, when I think of compliance, I think of those type of things that you want to make sure you have a checklist that you go through. Should sellers consider getting a home inspection before they put it on the market? Yeah. Pre-sale inspection? I, I think so. It's worth its weight. You have an inspector come in and they literally take about an hour, hour and a half. They, not too in-depth like a regular buyer inspection, but they they come in and they will take a look at the mechanicals. They'll look at the electrical panel, right? They'll look at the central air unit. Um, and they take notice of the mold or mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. Or the lead. And mm-hmm. also a couple of inspections you might have done would be a sewer line inspection or even a chimney inspection because older houses have special problems. Right. I, I don't think there's been a chimney inspection that we've attended that's actually past in the past, you know, like past, like it's okay to use in the past uh, several years. So when we talk about inspections, we'll talk about the advancements in technology mm-hmm. that have now put inspections into a different realm, mm-hmm. uh, including oil tank sweeps. Right. Yeah. yeah, that that has gotten much more advanced. Yeah. So doing these inspections will help you address any concerns before they become a problem during the the course of the sale. Mm-hmm. And when somebody's buying uh, an older home, these same inspections apply as well. Right. Even deeper. Because yeah. you're having a good home inspector is, is paramount. But your home inspector will guide you also, as will your agent, to get a sewer line inspection, an oil tank scan, a septic inspection, a level, ch- a level two chimney inspection, and a whole house inspection, radon, pest infestation, the whole nine yards, right? Absolutely. In addition, you're going to find that with the technology today, the inspections of yesteryear uh, are all antiquated. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So the next one. Mm-hmm. What are the top five fixes to improve the equity in your home that are inexpensive? So, you know, to me, this is such a simple, easy thing to, to wrap my head around. And But when you live in a house... And you're there, you don't notice a lot of things. You don't notice that there's clutter in the closets or there's clutter in the basement or the attic. So some of the easy, simple things are, first thing is making sure that you declutter so much of it. You know, we have all of that quote-unquote stuff, right? Um, you can't throw that stuff oh away. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> we, won't, we won't go there, Ed. But, you know, you'll have all that, that stuff that you've accumulated over the past 10 20, 30, 40 years. And, you know, it. the first thing you've got to do is, you know, kind of take a step back as if you were a buyer walking into the house and saying, okay, what needs to get done? And the first thing that should be done is really decluttering closets and basement and attic, making sure everything's open, clean, and neat. The, I mean, the second thing is paint a, a coat of paint is... You know, hides a paint multi- makes it what it ain't. Oh, <laughs> hides a multitude of sin. I mean, just putting a fresh coat of paint on something makes it clean and neat and inviting. Lighter colors. I mean, we'll have down the road. We'll have a stager join us for a, um, a session so that you can understand some of the the new colors that you should be looking towards if you're ready to put the house on the market. But most important thing is uh, cleanliness is next to godliness. Right up. Uh, yeah. And landscaping. You know, curb appeal is huge. You drive past a property and you're going to get that emotional feel whether you really want to go in or not. So make sure that you 
you know, you kind of have some, you have some potted flowers, you make sure the lawn's clean and, and, and trimmed and things look neat. The curb appeal is huge. Another show we'll consider having is, uh, do you need an attorney? Right. Um, so every contract in the state of New Jersey has what they call an opinion 26. That's the first page. That's page one of the cover of your contract. And in it, it clearly states, and whether you're a buyer or seller, it has it. And both, both parties have to sign off. But it clearly states that you're not obligated to have an attorney to close on real property in the state of New Jersey. But you will run serious risk or could run serious risk if you don't. And, and look, what we tell our clients is this will be the largest purchase you'll ever make. And this will be the least amount of money you'll ever have to pay an attorney. Right. We'll do a show with an attorney to talk about the process. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Ed, the, I, one of the other important ones for today's market is how can buyers be competitive with their offers? Well, you most certainly have to get a pre-approval, as we've talked about today. Right. Have a strong agent that knows the local market. I agree. Use an agent with a proven track record. I agree. And remain positive and open-minded throughout the transaction. Yeah, buyers need to make sure that there's creative ways to get offers accepted. And each party has to understand that we we all have a common goal, and that's to, to get the house sold. The seller wants to sell, the buyer wants to purchase. You know, and also for our listeners out there, if there's a specific question or subject that you'd like us to really kind of drill down on our show, email us at info at We would gladly uh, start up a show and have some good conversation about what, you, what you're looking to... Whatever topics or questions you may have. Right, right. To our listeners, we'd like you to know that we appreciate you spending your time with us. Let's Save Thousands is more than the name of a show. To us, it represents our core belief that the world would be a better place if we all come from contribution. So it's truly our goal to help you do just that. Now, Matt, I know you're like-minded. Is there something you'd like to share now with our listeners? That's a great question, Ed. We actually are offering a promotion to any of these listeners that if you mention the radio show or our podcast, we will waive all lender closing costs on any mortgages that we do for our clients, which is totaling almost $2,000. If you have any questions or you want to inquire about this promotion, please contact me on my cell phone. It's 201-563-7404. Well, thank you for joining us today. In this episode, we reviewed the difference between a pre-qualification and a pre-approval, the impact of today's higher interest rates on buyer's behavior, the impact of higher interest rates on buyers' purchasing power. And we had our guest, Matt Ziegert, with Cardinal Financial, explain the need to lock in at a rate. And, and he also offered our, our listeners, their family and friends, a special bonus. So take advantage of it. And I spoke about some of our up-and-coming episodes We look forward to spending time with you next week, or you can always find us at KalinkaTeam.com. See you next week. Hi, I'm Dr. Ed Kalinka, broker associate with Keller Williams Metropolitan. The Kalinka Team brings you a unique level of expertise, which includes 30 plus years as licensed New Jersey brokers, municipal land use, mortgage, and insurance experience. All this we put to use in representing our clients. Contact us for a free buyer's and seller's guide. For more information, visit us at our website, 
at kalinkateam.com. K-A-L-I-N-K-A-T-E-A-M.com. 